Today's podcast, we have the lovely Angie. Hello. Say hi. Well, you already said hi. (laughs) Sorry. You beat me to it. Just charging in there. Just charging in there. Exactly. (laughs) Angie's got some great um, topics today. We might get... Let's get let's go straight into um, the first one around social media. Okay. So the toxic influence of social media were the words you used. Yeah. Which I was very excited about. Yes. <laughs> Talk to me about that. Well, um, it's interesting because I think the more connected we become, it also um, we also it's the more isolated we become. So. The more attached we are to our phones, the less we're being present in our own life, um, which results in the fact that we have one of the, they did a survey and we have one of the loneliest um, feeling in our generation, um, which... Exactly. Yeah. I'm just going to jump in right there because every millennial that I interview quotes surveys to me for a start. Yeah. Right. And and so do I. Yeah. So do I. And, And that is part of it. Because of the information coming through yeah. phones, through social media, through whatever. Yeah. Because you've got all these people running social media accounts, yeah. like for Forbes, for example, mm-hmm. who know that they get more clicks if they do the top five of something or yeah. the top ten of something or something. So they create that to get more clicks. Yeah. Not to educate the audience, just mm-hmm. to get more clicks. Yeah. Yeah, because um, like, what, what's interesting about the top the the middle 20 you know you want to hear about the top 20 i suppose which gives you that um clickbaiting effect what i find interesting is it's happening to everyone um but i think it's different for millennials because for the older generations we had a time without it so we know and can do things without it um it still affects us but not as bad but because you didn't really have that time without it Mm. The, the interesting thing is how much time it actually takes up. Yeah. Because I've said it in another podcast, you're not getting any extra time in these days yeah. to what we had. There's no extra time given to you. Yeah. But you've got all this extra stuff added. Yeah. And it's become some sort of, um, I don't know the word, it's become some sort of like value. You measure your worth by how many people you're talking to online. Um, And if you're at home and I'm sitting there alone and I'm sort of sitting there and waiting for somebody to message me, um, when if that was taken away, I could be sitting there being present and just looking for something else to do in my own life. Yes. And that's the toxic nature of it, I think, because that feeling of nobody messaging me online is what's making me feel lonely when I could be fulfilling my life in other ways. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, so that's what I mean by the more connected we become on our phones, the more lonely we become in our actual lives. I agree. And you're having shorter conversations. Yeah. Like I was watching, oh, I don't think I was even watching a show. I'm sure I saw it on social media. Mm. It was a, I don't know if it was a video or an image. I think it was a video. It was some star, reality star with their friends there and they're all, you know, at a, cafe and they all had their phones up not even down on the table they all had their phones up yeah and you count three people together who are probably very very good friends their best friends they can't even spend that one hour yeah without their phone yeah 
Yeah. So, so the the relationship that you're building can't yeah. be good. It's compromised because instead of sitting there and being present with each other, your mind is partially distracted by what's going on on your phone there. So how do you stop that? Um, well, I think there potentially needs to be an understanding between people where you're like, we're not going to look at our phone, we're going to put it away for a bit. Um, Have you tried that with your friends? I haven't found it to be too much of an issue with my friends because I think um, we've actually had conversations like this and we have an understanding that um, when we're with each other, we want to be present with each other. Mm -hmm. But we've also been friends for about a decade. So we've gone through all of high school together. Um, We've we've seen a lot of things together. Mm. And now we only meet up like once every two weeks. So the time that we get to see each other we find that time so valuable that yeah. for a long period of time we'll just be there and present with each other. Why do you only get to meet up once every two weeks? Because I just everything's so busy with like uni work, and so we've just we've said let's so dedicate. You go to different unis. Yeah, we all go to different mm-hmm. unis, um, and we just said let's dedicate once every two weeks. Somebody's hosting dinner. Be there. All That's great. Time. Yeah. That's great to start a ritual like that. Yeah. Because then you're building your own tribe. Yes. And yes. this is something that I would encourage anyone to do. Yeah. And once every two weeks is probably great. Yeah. And mm. it's just that sort of like statement of saying it. Yeah. That makes it happen. Yes. Because if we didn't have this plan, I think it would be lost. Yeah. Between how busy everything can become. Mm. Um, I really value that friendship I have with those girls. Yeah. And so why are you so busy let's look at why you're so busy we're sort of getting off the topic a little bit but (laughs) we'll come back to it because it's probably part of the reason because you know generations before you went to uni and worked as well yeah um but they weren't as busy if anything they seemed to have you know life was pretty good yeah um okay well um i don't know if this is a factor in it but i'm doing an engineering degree so studying that keeps me pretty busy, I find. Could it. be. <laughs> yeah. I get very overwhelmed with it sometimes. Um, oh, no, but let's yeah. go into that. Why do you get overwhelmed with it? Because um, you're a smart girl. Yeah. Well, the, con- <laughs> the content is very difficult, so I feel like I have to dedicate a lot of time to just understanding what's going on. Um, yeah. And what are your expectations when you're studying, though, like your result expectations of yourself? I have realistic expectations and then sort of like dream expectations. So my realistic expectations is I'd like to either pass or get a credit overall. I've failed a lot of things along the way. Mm -hmm. Um, And more of a dream expectation would be that I'd, I'd like to at some point get distinctions and high distinctions in my work mm-hmm. but I'm not really sure the value of that anymore because I've I've um, called a lot of people in the workplace um, and I've sort of said to them um, and I had a similar conversation mm. once with Michelle mm. where I said how valuable uh, these marks to you um, and you were saying that what I want to see more from you is how passionate you are and that you're willing to learn in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that felt really lovely for me to hear because I have been compromising time to study and potentially get these better marks to live my life and to spend time with my friends and be present and enjoy enjoy my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but also yeah. I think 
Because I think it's like sometimes you do have to compromise to work hard to you get do. where you want. Yeah. But I think when we were speaking, it was it was more your your fear of that you wouldn't be good enough if you didn't get those marks. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's very different. Yeah. It's you know, it's not. I think it's it's quite funny when you're in that moment and people are at uni and they're talking about the subjects they're studying and their electives and they're mm. talking about their marks. Yeah. But when you get out in the workforce, no one yeah. cares about that. No yeah. one asks about that. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you've got a degree tells tells people and tells companies that you can stick to something and complete something and, yeah. and put the effort in required to do that. Yeah. I mean, and in certain areas, absolutely it helps to have fantastic marks yeah but it depends on what what you're trying to do in life yeah. and and if you're finding it you can get credits you know by going through uni the way you want to go through uni well that's a great way to do it that's you know yeah anyone's happy with that yeah and it was definitely a fear that when when I was talking to you it was a fear that if I didn't get high distinctions that I wouldn't even get my foot in the door that they'd look at my resume and just throw it out and, and where what's that based on it's based on the fact that there's like so many people um that i'm competing with that they want. no but what i mean is yeah. where did you get that thought from in the first place Be uh, because yeah. you you what we're finding is millennials are coming from a place of fear yes i think it's all the stuff the media pump into it mind yeah. you but as in you just presume everything's going to be really hard or impossible to do, yeah. get in. I think that thought process potentially started when I was in high school. Um, I went through the HSC in 2016. And um, it's there's this really toxic thought development around that, that you have to get 99.95. Um, you have to get a really high ATAR or you've thrown out your possibility of opportunities um and there's this now that i'm out of it i can see how toxic that is because it becomes the be all and end all mm. and i think you carry that a little bit into university with you where part of you is thinking i have to get high distinctions if people are going to even consider me mm, that's just announcements from the school <laughs> oh. don't mind that <laughs> that's funny <laughs> Well, exactly. Like, I think going through the whole school system, it's it's all about you and it's all about getting those marks and yeah. to get in, to be able to get into university. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the 99.95, that's mm. fine if you want to be a doctor or a, a lawyer, yeah. you know, certain universities, of course. Yeah. But, you know, just trying to get into your, yeah. into your chosen one. Yeah. So you think that's... So... That, Therefore, you go into uni, you think that translates straight away. So when you get into uni, yeah. what do you hear? Well, when you get into uni, you hear a lot of um, P's get degrees, passing gets degrees. Um, do you? Who tells you that? Every, everybody my age is walking around going, buddy, P's get degrees. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think you make a joke out of it, but I, I think what we're doing is we're trying to take the pressure off from believing that you have to get high distinctions. And I walked into uni thinking um, the same sort of mindset, I have to get top marks. And then I'm getting in there and I'm just passing everything. And there's this feeling of failure and then acceptance and then resetting your expectations for what is normal. Um, 
And I think the first time I failed a couple of things, I was really disappointed. I was really upset. And then now fa failing part of the course has sort of become like, it's okay. I'm not going to die if I fail a section yeah, of the course. Because you've failed and you've, you've realised that you can survive it. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I, I, I passed the course in the end. <laughs> so um, yeah. there's definitely sort of like a resetting of what mm. you once thought. And I think that's that's life as you go through it. Yeah. I think um, it was interesting because when you were saying to me about, you know, having to get distinctions and high distinctions to get a job and and I think I might have said to, said to you, have you asked anyone or have you spoken to employers about yeah. that? And then when you did go and speak to employers, you found out that's not what you, what you need, right? Yeah, yeah. He said at particular companies that they could potentially be looking for those students, mm. but for him personally, he was looking at what you're passionate about um, and how much you care about what you're doing. That's what he's looking for. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, but I think it's really to try and get people in a place where, you know, they have that whole love and fear spectrum. Mm. And if you're coming from fear, yeah. that's never the right place to come from. No. It always makes life harder. Yeah. So bring it up to the other end. But to go and ask and find out the truth without sort of just presuming yeah. is there's a lot of information coming into you yeah. about millennials all the time you yeah. know i saw something on the project the other day or you'll hear something that's saying you know they're the they've got less money than generations before them to spend right. and but in the same breath they'll say but they're the most educated mm. so hello we know where the money's going yeah. and that's going to benefit them in the long run yeah. it's not like oh no <laughs> yeah. it's just all bad yeah. it's not like it's just all bad but you're getting so many messages that come through as if, oh, you can't buy a house, you can't do this, you can't. It's yeah. so hard. Yeah. It's not hard. And it shouldn't be hard. You've actually got more opportunity than you've ever had. More yeah. people are going to university than ever before yeah. your age group. Yeah. Which, but also, interestingly, I mean, this is American stats that I was looking at yesterday. But it was something like an increase from 29% to 39%. Um, and, but that's still low, yeah. right? That's still, like, I think you you would assume, like, nearly 100% of people have degrees. Yeah, like, right. I think you're forgetting you're already, and I used to say this when I worked at the university to some of the students, you're already at the top of the tree and you don't even know it. Yeah. Like, if your aim is to be at the top of the tree, at least see where it is. Yeah, because I don't... I, and know I, where you are in it. Yeah, I wouldn't even say that I was at the top of any tree, you know. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. if, you've, if you've been fortunate to go to a good school yeah. and you're fortunate to then get into university, yeah. you're at least 50% of your age group haven't done that. Yeah. At least. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, so you, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's actually really humbling to hear you say that. I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> well, I think just sometimes we don't know what, what, we, are, what we have. Yeah. There's some... There's some crazy stuff out there. Oh God, I can't remember what it is, but it's. I'll see, I'll see if I can find it, and then I'll, I'll talk about it later. But it's basically like looking at um, how we live, and when I've worked out that Australians are probably in the top one percent of the world really? in the way we get to live our lives, yeah. and we don't even know that. We probably would have gone ah seventy percent of the you know. 
Yeah. You know. But then you sit and think about it, and I've sat and thought about it, and I've thought about how this is such a beautiful place to be living in, and how lucky we are that it's so peaceful. Because mm. I was sitting and watching the ferries go across the harbour the other day. Yeah. And I just <laughs> thought, like, what what a bloody great time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that you can do that, and that you can do that for free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which... You're sitting by the water. Yeah. For free. free, it's awesome. Um, yeah, let's get back to um, the social media topic. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a while ago now. But and it's let's get back to. So tell me which social media you're on. Um, I'm notoriously terrible at this for somebody my age, but I'm mostly on Facebook. Um, yeah, and I reply to people once a day. Mostly. Yeah, that's all right. So you've already set yourself some rules. Well, that's as much as I'm capable of without making myself feel bad in my head. Yeah. Like if I'm stuck to my phone, I can feel myself growing a little bit angry and irritated because I feel like I'm missing out on what's going on in front of me. Mm-hmm. So I'm really just listening to what my gut is trying to tell me. And it's saying that when me replying at minimum at least once a day, Sometimes that's the best I can do. And is this because your friends message you through Messenger or something? Yeah. Right, yeah. okay. It's like, because I have tried, like, removing myself from it completely, and life just doesn't work like that anymore. Sure. Yeah. But your statement at the beginning that it was such a toxic influence, mm. so where does that come from? Like, because yeah. if you're only on Facebook and you've yeah. pulled yourself back... Yeah. Tell me about where that thought for you comes from, that it's such a toxic influence. Yeah. Well, I think that I'm quite different to people in the fact that I'm only on Facebook. Like, I think mm. most people are on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. Yeah. Um, and it consumes where you are and what you're doing. I have to take a picture of my food before I eat it. You know, that type of thing. But mm-hmm. it also defines, if you're looking at the wrong content, it defines what your body image should be. Um, what you should be doing with your life. It's an expectation that you can't just be sitting at home, drinking tea and enjoying an evening. You know, you have to be going out and traveling and doing wild things and you have to look like Kim Kardashian. (laughs) Please no. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) These are really unhealthy concepts that really start to influence a young mindset because you're always looking at it. This is being glorified. Um, so we want the young mindsets to ask a few more questions on that. Yeah. And I keep saying this, and I'm going to keep saying it. Yeah. So if Kim Kardashian is a role model, for example, yeah. um, have a real look at her life. Yeah. Is that who you want to be? <laughs> is that who you want to be married to? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. If that's what it gets you. Yeah. yeah some people might say yes, right? Yeah. For me, no, right? but people never look at what it actually gets you yeah they're not sort of you know like look at some other reality stars and then the sort of guys that they're with or even some of the most beautiful women in the world does that give them the the most beautiful men yeah generally not it's interesting how you can create an image of what you're doing online and how that can be really different to the reality of what's actually going on and i think it's hard it's so true and i think it's hard because like I'm all for if if I see something beautiful or having a great experience, I 
I'm the type of person that always wants to share it, yeah. right? So social media for me is like, great, here you go. Here's a picture, look at this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, here's a video, look, how cool is this? Yeah. Right? So I do it from that perspective. Yeah. Um, when, when it starts to get bad, I think, is when people... But I'm not doing um, selfies necessarily. Yeah. Like my photos, I oh, look at these roses or look at, look at the view or, yeah. you know... There might be one with my friend or something, but, you know, it's generally other stuff. But if it's if it's you trying to show how beautiful you look all the time, yeah. people see straight through that. Yeah. People go, oh, that person must be feeling insecure. Yeah. Like it doesn't make them love you. It doesn't bring them to you. Yeah. It doesn't make them, you know, make them sort of move away from you in a way. Yeah. Because it's because you have to have more than just um, more than just the clothes and more than just the body or the face or whatever to attract people. Yeah, attraction is much more around. You've got to show that you're interested in other people. Because yeah. if yeah. if, if you're not interested in other people, why would they be interested in you? Yeah, like you're not that interesting. None of us are that interesting. Yeah. Not, you know, we're really not. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, it's it's all about balance. Like, it's not bad to speak to people online and it's not bad to share experiences with people. Yeah. It's just bad when it becomes consuming and it's all you're focused on. Yeah, but it, it's bad if you're forgetting that there's other people out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> other than you. Yeah, and I think that's starts being an issue more on a professional level when you're focusing on your Instagram and a professional kind of way do you know what I mean where it becomes your career to look beautiful um, yeah but it's not actually their career yeah yeah it's I mean the, what a, how is that a career my god and how's where's that going to get you yeah well it, it gets you somewhere when you're still relevant I suppose but what, what does it get you yeah emotional emotionally I'm not sure <laughs> exactly emotionally I'm not sure uh, you know like it's I think it's going to be pretty hard after a while to come up with with ideas for photos yeah. oh yeah. dear how can I how can I show my boobs in a different light you <laughs> different know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or you know oh wow my face is changing I better like stick some Botox in that otherwise yeah. I won't be able to photograph myself like yeah. it, it, it's a highway to hell it's really not a, a nice way to live your life yeah and I sometimes fear for young women because that pressure to look beautiful and to look that way um, and I know that's it's not a new concept but it's it's a very heavy pressure sometimes and I was talking to someone um, who was a year younger than me at my high school and she was telling me as a graduation present some of the parents got the girls in her year boob jobs and I was so worried this is why I have to put explicit on this podcast because I swear so much (laughs) I thought it was because I said boob no (laughs) I think we're allowed to say boob that's just (laughs) fucked up that is just so fucked how old are these kids they must be 18 at this point (laughs) fuck me if your boobs aren't good at 18 let me tell you they're not going to be any good later (laughs) and and what does fake boobs get you yeah but I'm worried about seriously it's the message that they're sending to their child that you have done well in your high school. You have graduated. You have got whatever at the end of it, some sort of like oh. mark. But they're saying to them, this is what's more important. 
this is what we value about you is the way your body looks. If this is for men, because it's not for any other fucking reason, men like women in all different shapes and sizes. Yeah. That's what everyone forgets. Yeah. Everyone's got different tastes. Yeah. You've, has anyone actually spoken to men? Yeah. <laughs> like, and, uh, and talk to them and, like, they don't, like, ha I'm a five foot two chubby chick. <laughs> I've been able to attract men all my life. Yeah. I've never had a problem attracting men because yeah. I've got a personality. I'm yeah. interested in them. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, but also I know I've, I've got friends who are very thin and, and not voluptuous at all. Yeah. And same, they've been able, you know, like, and, and all the way in between. And some men like really skinny women. Mm. Some men like... You know, all, all sorts of different things. The type of man who likes a perfect body is yeah. the type of man that will upgrade that body yeah. every fucking yeah. six months. And I think, and, that, and that's all about yeah. him. Yeah. Make no mistake, the type of man that needs a perfect-looking woman yeah. is the type of man that doesn't think he's much. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He needs her to make him look better. Yeah, and I think it's important for young women to hear somebody say that, to say that there is somebody out there for you that will love you for whatever way your body looks like. Of course there is, because let me tell you, when you get older, it ain't going to look good. Yeah. It's <laughs> not going to look good, yeah. no matter what you do. Yeah. No matter what you do. Yeah. Like, you know, the, <laughs> it's just how our bodies are. Yeah, as you grow and change, definitely. But, but also... What what where where is your thought process for the women in in the man? Does he have to be perfect? Yeah. Does he have to have a six pack? And if he has to have a six pack, are you willing to for him to give up so much of your time so he can be in the gym? Yeah. yeah yes. <laughs> and and not eat anything decent yeah. for the rest of your bloody life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, what what does the man have to look like? Because yeah. here's the thing, girls. <laughs> Men, we all like different types of men as well. Yeah. Some women like, my sister likes scrawny men. She's always liked scrawny men. Yeah. She's like, you know, and, and I've always liked, I don't know, I've always liked pretty boys, yeah. I suppose, you know. <laughs> but everyone likes something different. Yeah. You know, like some girls like bigger men, you know, for mm. the cuddles. Mm. <laughs> yeah. and, and some girls, some girls, I've got some friends who did like, she'd only go out with guys with sick, six packs yeah. for a while she soon learned that was <laughs> yeah the wrong time it was wrong approach for her but but having said that you know it's not to say that everyone with a six pack is an idiot like some of them are great some of them are great people yeah and they just care but everyone about... likes something different like we're we're attracted mm. really what we're attracted to is their energy mm. not their body yeah you know, because some people that have perfect bodies might be really shit kissers, I'm just saying. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what's more important? Yeah. You know, like it's, I, I'm all for doing the best with what you have. Mm. Do the best with what you have. Yeah. But work on your personality yeah. over your body. Like, you know, keep healthy, keep fit, present yourself in the best way mm. you can. Yeah, just be open to listening and to growing. I think is the best way you can work on your personality. But also yeah. realise that beauty is different for everyone. Mm. Yeah, that you don't have to fit in this mould. Because who do you find beautiful? 
Um, if like as a celebrity or, or any like anyone. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I definitely look for my my definition of what's beautiful is really defined by who they are, who they are as I discover them. Mm. Um, like for my boyfriend who I'm with now, um, there was definitely initial d- attraction there. Um, but he really started to become beautiful to me the more I understood who he was. And I thought, he's just one of the most beautiful people I've ever met in my whole life. Exactly. But that's what happens. I think everyone sort of experiences that. You can meet somebody who's, you know, the longer you know them, the more beautiful they become. And that's because their soul's beautiful. Yeah. You know, or you can meet other people that are really attractive and then when you get to know them you're like there's nothing there or you know like there's no energy there's no energy or something you know there's no chemistry that you have because chemistry is everything yeah so it's not um because of god there's you know the show in um the uk which i love watching the only way is essex i always remember one of the girls who can't find a man Mm. she's you know they're all they're all the dime a dozen, these girls, unfortunately, because they've all got fake boobs and fake lips and fake tan and they're all skinny and what, they all look exactly the same. Yeah. Ironically, the only one that's been successful is the fat one because she's got a personality. Yeah. <laughs> but, and, but also she looks different, yeah. right? She looks different. Yeah. But the others, I remember one of them saying, you know, she's coming up to 30 and she's not married and she was feeling terrible about it, so she was going to get bum implants. It's no. like, yes, that's it. That's, that's why answer. you're missing it. You, Ladies, you need a bum, answer. you know. God, that's what worked for me, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, oh, my God, what sort of society do we live in that people think that's your answer? Yeah, and I think this... And what sort of man is that? If that then attracts a, a man, mm. what sort of man is that yeah. that turns up? Is that a man you want to marry? Yeah. Exactly. Find yourself a man that loves you for who you are. Yes. Rather than what you look like. Or a woman. So you, and you know this, and when I talk to other millennial girls who, and guys are going through the same thing. Yeah. More so now, like guys are, guys are on diets and yeah. they never, guys never used to diet. Never. Yeah, yeah. They never, guys never talked about food like that, you yeah, know. there's definitely a lot more pressure on young men to look good. Um, and that's been developed through the media as well because the focus used to be on just working hard and paying the wage and sorting out your family and now there's more of a focus on men to look a certain way as well. Yeah. Um, well, it's sort of, you know, it's evens it up for women have had it for a long time. Yeah. Um, but men also have that pressure of not being allowed to talk about it because that removes their manhood Yeah. Like society standards. Yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. But they do. They do yeah. talk about it now. I mean, that's already gone. Yeah. It's <laughs> already gone. But I think it's it's more about... It can't be your only thing. It's like we were joking about this the other day. Yeah. There's always going to be someone younger and prettier. Yeah. There yeah. will always be someone younger and prettier. Or for men, there will always be someone younger and hotter. Yeah. There yeah. will always be someone that comes along yeah and and so if you're basing your whole you know position value proposition of yourself yeah. you know what your brand is yeah. if that's all on your looks 
there's always going to be someone better. Yeah. There's always going to be. Yeah. You need more than that. Yeah, and that's that's <laughs> not going to fulfill you. That's not going to make you um, happy at the end of the road if that's all you're focused on. But that's not to say that everybody is. Yeah. No, but there's I I understand the pressure. I grew up with the pressure. Like you know, I was always hassled because I was chubby my whole yeah. life right yeah. I grew up with that and in the 2000s there was that disgusting pressure to be as skinny as possible yeah. yeah I mean you know like sometimes I'm in fashion sometimes I'm out of fashion yeah. you know but what yeah. <laughs> but uh, I've lived long enough now to know it's all bullshit yeah. and it's all just an industry that's trying to make money off us mm. uh, you yeah. know and, and it's feeding us a lot of false facts yeah out there yeah. a, lot, a, lot, a lot of false information on and it's really just to try and make money yeah it's all about making money yeah but that's why i think it's good that um instagram took away how many you can't see how many likes a picture got before because yeah. um like there was young women out there that were basing their self-esteem sorry i shouldn't say young women there was just young people out there who yeah. were basing their self-esteem on how many likes they were getting on Instagram. And that's another element of the toxic thing that I was talking about. Um, so I think it's really, it's a huge development that they've taken that aspect away. Because mm. um, I don't know if you've felt affected by that at all. I didn't. I mean, I it, made, it makes no difference to me. I'm on Instagram every day. Yeah. But whether I see how many likes someone else had, mm. it, well, it's not, I'm not putting up pictures of myself really. So yeah. it's not affecting me in that way. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and also I've got a closed group yeah, 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 <laughs> for yeah. a start. Yeah. But, but also I think um, what, what that made me um, wonder about was if, if you're going through, um, if, you're going if millennials are going through Instagram mm. and somebody has like 2,000 likes does that change whether you're gonna like it or not I think it changes your perception of its worth Wow yeah because that doesn't do that for me yeah it's definitely like because I look at it I like it or I don't yeah and I don't care how many other likes. people have liked it or don't because I'm I'm pretty certain that a lot of people my age are looking you look at the picture and then you look at how many likes you've got. Wow. Those two elements wow. are strongly associated with each other. And there'd be people out there who, oh, I didn't get more than 30 likes. I have to take it down. You wow. Know? Yeah. It's, okay. I didn't get so many likes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think it's really fantastic. But there's also that element where Instagram is trying to, it's also a place for some people have businesses and get their network going. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a transition there for them on a more business perspective, but from a mental health perspective, it's fantastic. Mm. Um, so. You think it's, yeah. Well, I can't, I, I mean, that surprises me. To be honest, it. you're just trying to, for a group of people that are trying to be unique, you're just mm. trying to actually be like everybody else yeah. if you only like it because everyone else does. Yeah, if you're trying to be defined. There's a real contradiction in that. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something that millennials battle with is they do want to feel special and be special, but at the same time they're operating exactly like everyone else, yeah. Yeah. their own age, yeah. and they're wondering why they're not standing out because yeah. they're too scared to stand out. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um... Why are you scared to stand out? It's the pressure of feeling different. It's the, the forum is so open 
to tell you how weird you are from not operating the way society expects you to. But it, that's an interesting thing because you're a generation more than ever that accepts people, a lot of diversity, yeah. people from all shapes and sizes and, and pref- sexual preferences and all the rest of it. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah. so, so what, what is the norm? What is acceptable? It's quite, yeah. there isn't a general norm. No, and it's defined by where you're living, who you surround yourself with, um, the expectations from your friends and family. Um, like I'm considering dropping out, uh, not dropping out, I'm considering deferring university for a term, but there's a lot of pressure from people around me saying, you know, just keep going, just keep pushing through. Um, and and why do you want to defer? Um, just because um, there's been times in my life where I've struggled with mental health issues mm-hmm. and I just want to defer to just... Take some time. Take some time and just live and just enjoy my life and be present in what I'm doing. And mm-hmm. um, I don't want life to feel like such a grind. Like I've gone to the point where I'm not, I'm not passionate about my degree, I'm just doing it. Um, and but okay i mean it's yeah (laughs) it's funny this this is where i find it's weird like at 22 it's such a young age 22 21 21 21 at such a young age um no one ever found life a grind that, that i ever knew of yeah i mean maybe please if there's gen x's out there that found life a grind at 21 please tell me yeah but we didn't even we weren't even thinking about life. We weren't overthinking, that's yeah. for sure. We yeah. were just going to parties. We were just really, you know, to be honest, yeah. I think we just went out all the time and yeah. we were just having fun. Yeah. And we were working, yeah. but we didn't expect work to be great. Yeah. And we didn't expect, or uni, we didn't expect everything to be great. Yeah. We didn't expect to love it. Yeah. We thought it was just something we had to do. Mm. Like if I went to work, I'd get paid for that. <laughs> so yeah, some days I'm going to enjoy it. Some things I'm not going to like, whatever. That wasn't where we had our fun. Yeah. And that wasn't where we were expecting to, you know, have bliss and moments of, you know, yeah. awesome days or whatever every day. Yeah. We planned our life to do that. You mm. know, we we're going to tr- go away or we were going to, I mean, to be honest, actually it's interesting. I was thinking to myself, when I was your age, I was able to go to the same nightclub every weekend. Probably, mm. <laughs> this is probably scary, but maybe at least three times a week. Yeah. Every week, same place, yeah. didn't matter. Yeah. Right? Well, you'd never do that, would you? Um, well, there's definitely people in my generation that would. But go to the same nightclub? Oh, no, probably not the same yeah. nightclub. No, no. Right, right. But I don't go, I'm not one of the ones that go out very often. But the um, same nightclub because... We weren't on Instagram. We didn't have to tell anyone. No one. Our friends yeah. were with us. Yeah. We weren't telling the whole world where we were. Our friends were with us yeah. and we loved it. Yeah. And we had fun, played the music we wanted to hear. Yeah. So we just have fun all the time. Yeah. Um, but it did occur to me that people wouldn't do that now. They wouldn't go to the same place mm-hmm. because you can't, what are you going to put on Instagram? Yeah. So they're living their life around telling the story of their life mm. and they're trying to curate that. Even something like just going out and having drinks, it, it impacts that. Social media impacts that yeah. of where you're going to go. It's funny, going back to what you were saying about wanting to take a break from uni. Yeah. 
I think what happens is, and I'm definitely guilty of this, is that um, what's happening is people around you just want want you to get certain things. It's it's all those collecting the beans. Well, once you have a degree, then you're okay. Then yeah. you can go and do anything, anything you want. Yeah. So you're just a bit worried about if you go, if you don't go to finish it now, when are you going to finish it? Yeah. And if you don't finish it, you'll be in that other group. Mm. Remember I said rough, roughly 50%? Yeah. You'll be in that other group. Yeah. And that's that other group actually will find it harder to get a job. Depending, that's why people are. They just know that when it comes down to work, people go degree, no degree, degree, no. Okay, let's look at these people. Yeah, it's a way to sort it out. Yeah, it's a way to sort out applications. Yeah, right. And unfortunately, that's how it works. Yeah. So they they're advising you for that, but it's your life. Yeah. And if you feel like you really need it, and you know, you yeah. can you can always go back and do it at any time. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting uh, how you say that when you were 21, you never felt like life was a grind. No. And then me at 21, feeling like life is a life sort of feels that way. And I just feel like, and I'm not sure if you agree, but there's an unusual pressure on my generation to achieve everything. Yes. And be perfect. And um, it's the 99.958 thing concept again, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's I a- think. Yeah, it's really draining. It's the expectations we've put on you. And this is my shout out to anyone who has children at all. Lower the expectations, people. Please. We didn't have that expectation. And it's not fair because if the expectations are so high, they're never going to feel good. They're never going to feel good because it's going to be so hard to get there. Whereas if the expectations are lower and they keep exceeding them, Mm. then they're going to feel good. Lower the fucking expectations. Yeah, because I remember sitting in my uh, Year 12 English class and my Year 12 English teacher was saying to me, this is supposed to be the best time of your life. And I just thought, oh shit, because I'm not having a good time right now. You know, and if this is the best time of my life, then we have a problem. I know, and that's... But I think it's... and, And, you know... Are we being a nightmare saying that to you? Because, again, our generation is putting pressure on you, telling you how to live your life. And, yeah. and again, I'm guilty, completely guilty of this. I mean, I keep telling everyone, have more fun. Go yeah. and have more fun. I don't care what your fun is. I don't care if your fun is sailing or drinking tequila. Yeah. I don't care. I really don't. It's not, you know, you have to have fun the way I had fun, yeah. whatever. It's It's just that... You have to, but the thing is, it's not about actually probably about doing things. It's about throwing all that shit off your shoulders that you're carrying because you feel like you have to get somewhere and you have to get there really fast. And that's, that's the, the rush to get there is what I'm uncovering in, um, in these podcasts that how much in a hurry everyone is. And when I keep saying to people, you're going to live to a hundred. Yeah. You've got a lot of years ahead of you. Yeah. Like, what's the rush? There's definitely sort of like an uh, invisible clock over our heads being like, you have to get a degree before this time, like while you're still relatively young. And I mean, it's good for, that you're considering your mental health and working out, like if you need to take some time, that you can take some time. Yeah. 
But you're old enough to make those decisions for yourself. You can take other people's input. Mm. But at the end of the day, I, my advice would be go with your, your gut. Because yeah. your gut will tell you. Like you, you'll intrinsically feel what the right thing to do is. Yeah. And if you feel that, go with it. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, life changes all the time. Things happen all the time. Yeah. So you gotta, you're gonna have to be able to adapt and do different things all along the way. Absolutely. So that's it's only gonna help you by doing that. Yeah. The interesting thing for me is you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you present like a millennial who's just as scared as all the others, but you, <laughs> but you, you've thought it all through and you understand it all and you understand the issues and the challenges. Yeah. And you know the right way to go. So I suppose for me, I'm still at a loss as to why you're so scared and why you're still, but there's no rush for yeah. a start. Let's just say there's no rush. Everyone slow down. Actually, there was a psychologist on the project last night from Finland saying the same thing. Yeah. People need time to slow down. Yes. And when you give yourself time and you don't do a lot, yeah. um, your brain actually starts working better. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I would say for the studying, stop. Yeah. And that's something I learned years ago when I was doing exams. I'd study, study, and then I'd day before I'd stop. Interesting. Yeah. Because then your brain starts working yeah. and processing it. Yeah. Like you don't give your brain time to process. Yes. Yeah, I didn't know that. I'd sit there and study to the second that the <laughs> exam begins. You know. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people are like that. Yeah. But I find I'm sitting in there and I, I get there and it's half an hour in and I'm exhausted. I'm like, yes. oh boy, I'd like to yeah. have a nap, you know? Because think about it, that's right. Like when we're when we're confident and we're relaxed and well fed and all the rest of it, that's yeah. when we're better, when we're on our game. Absolutely, yeah. So prepare yourself for that. Yeah. Make sure you feel good, you feel relaxed and all the rest of it. Mm. Don't keep, because it's not... It's not about how much information you put in. It's the quality of the information. Yeah, yeah. It's always the quality. And that goes for social media. That goes yeah. for everything. Yeah. It's the quality of what you're feeding in. You have to be careful. Like, you know, I was. if you listen to the news in the morning or something, mm. at some stage I have to go, no, I need to put music on or something. Yes. Because if I have to hear, because there's so much pain, there's so many horrible things going on. Yeah. And if we keep just putting that in, absolutely, yeah. that's not going to help us. Yeah, no, like I've sat and I've had conversations with people when we've started at um, global warming or climate change. I'm not sure which is the correct term we use anymore. Yeah. Um, we've gone through wars and depression and then you get to the end of the conversation and you're like, I'm so sad now. You know, like yes. you can't focus on all the negative aspects. Yeah. And you're also not... Um not then dealing with there's a lot of positive stuff out there yeah yeah you, you know, have to remember that there's a lot yeah. of positive stuff out there and you've got to find some of that positive stuff and yeah. and bring more of that into it yeah and, and you know i think that's the thing there's so much information now that's coming into everyone's lives we have to become cur- curators of our own life mm-hmm. okay so let's talk about um why you feel lost and describe it, yeah. describe that for me. I feel lost because I haven't discovered what I'm passionate about 
or what gives me drive to keep going. I feel like I'm just a statistic of my generation. I'm just going through the motions. I'm just doing what I have to do to get by. Um, and I don't know what the future looks like for me or where I don't have a, I don't have a dream of where I want to go. Okay, so you don't have a dream of where you want to go. Yeah. Um, do you think everybody else knows what their passion is at a young age? No, but I do think there's individuals out there who are highly ambitious and highly mm. driven and they have a sort of notion of where they want to go. And I have like dreams, but they don't seem realistic to me. They don't fit wow. into Tell the... me one of your unrealistic dreams. One of my unrealistic dreams is that I'd really like to write and I'd like to be really good at it. But I don't know... Why is that unrealistic? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just... I don't know. I'm so afraid of it. Why? Because... I guess what I'm really afraid of is that I'll do it. And it'll never go anywhere. Or I'll never even complete it. I'm just... Oh, well, that's a good reason to not do it, isn't it? Yeah, don't get started so you can't complete it mm -hmm. when you succeed. That's a very good reason. Yeah. In, in, in another podcast I did, we talked about how millennials do their plan B instead of their plan A. And plan A would be the, the plan dream. plan A is the dream, is yeah. what you want to do. Yeah. Plan B is if you, if, if you do never finish writing that book. Yeah. That's when you do your plan yeah. B, but you've got to start with your plan A. Yeah. But the thing is, plan, plan B is offers me more security plan b no, is what society no, wants me to do no yeah well i don't think it offers you more security yeah security in what sense um financial security it offers me a stable job but does it is yeah. it but is that security and this is yeah. a good question for millennials is because everyone i've got 15 year olds telling me that they they need to have three houses and a job and oh whatever right yeah. Does that, having things, having security, having a job, of course, fundamentally, you need mm. somewhere to live and all the rest, right? Yeah. From that fundamental um, need, yeah. obviously, that's important. But if you're not happy and if you're not living a life that you want to live, then all of that is wasted. Yeah. All of that is worthless. Yeah. It is not security. It yeah. is the opposite of security. Yeah, and that's why I'm struggling because the idea of going into a nine-to-five monotonous type job where I'm doing the same thing every day kills me. Well, stop. Yeah. You can switch your degree right now. Yeah. I just think you're in the wrong degree. Yeah, but... No buts. <laughs> why don't you go to comms? Because I'm also struggling with the fact that I've never really enjoyed this learning type of format. I just want to be out there and doing things. I don't want to be sitting in a classroom. And like I've done a psychology course and stuff like that. And that didn't fulfill me any more than engineering. You know, and I enjoy maths and science. I enjoy contributing in that way. But it's the, it's the format of university, I think, is okay. I think is the problem. Not necessarily the degree. Maybe, maybe, because yeah. different lecturers are yeah. different. Yeah. You know, and if you're doing a, a media degree or something, you could be out there doing what I'm doing, having a podcast or something. Yeah, yeah. Right? Which you might then like. Yeah. You know, I know my niece did her Bachelor of Arts and 
she did study digital cultures and had to do an assignment on memes. You know, yeah. you might find that a lot more interesting than, <laughs> yeah. you know, like there's, there's, you don't really know till you try is what I'm saying. Mm. You could pick up a couple of the arts type programs as an elective yeah. and see if you like it. Yeah. You know, that wouldn't hurt just to do that. Yeah, that's um, definitely a good point. Yeah. And also start writing. What do you want to write about? Um... That's a hard question for me to answer because <laughs> I'm sitting there with like a, a tight sort of, you know, I'm, I'm focusing on plan B because, okay, you know what I mean? But we're, we're not at, plan B now. Yeah. Like, like visualize, yeah. visualize your life. You're now 30. You're a successful writer in you know it's successful in the fact you get paid to write yeah yeah ideally right? I, can, I can afford somewhere to live with that yeah, yeah exactly and you don't actually care whether it's a, a little place or whatever yeah. you care that you're enjoying yourself mm. you know what i mean yeah um and and then what what else is in that life somebody somebody to share it with mm-hmm. hopefully a dog and a dog. Yeah. <laughs> a man and a dog. <laughs> but why, why do you want to write? Do you have stories to tell? Um, or do you want to change the world? Oh, that's a big thing to do, but yeah. you know. Yeah, it's like discovering a story worth telling. Mm-hmm. And I think um, you were saying to me earlier is that you make these podcasts for just a chance that somebody learnt something out of it. Yes. And it's like from my writing, I just want to offer a little bit of hope to people that are struggling and maybe a chance to see things a little bit differently. Hmm. Um, so you want to add value to the world? Yes, I want to add value to the world. Well, I think it's pretty important. Yeah. Because not a lot of people want to do that. Yeah. Or, you know, not enough. Yes. Not enough. Most people want to add value to themselves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or to their pocket. Yeah. Yeah. So when you know when we have people who want to do that we want to encourage them yeah and i think a lot of young people are probably scared off from roles like journalism and things like that because there's so much information about newspapers are dead everything's mm. dead yes you know they've been saying marketing's dead for the last 20 years it's, it's not dead <laughs> yeah. and content is king right think of all the all the websites and all the social media and all the TVs and channels and shows and movies and content, everyone wants more content. And who delivers content? People like you, writers, creative people. People that come up with ideas or have a story to tell. So there's a need for it. There's absolutely a need for it. And you might have to write some stuff that's, you know, not exactly what you want to write and then write what your project on the side. But if that's what... that if that's who you think you are then head in that direction because going down the other direction is just wasting your time and if you're in a hurry and you're worried about time as your generation is yeah you're wasting it yeah don't waste it you know but also you know it depends you can say to yourself okay i'm going to finish this degree because you know, we've established it's good to finish a degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good to have the degree, yeah. get it done, yeah. whatever it takes. You know, it's only going to take a couple of years, right? Yeah. Um, do writing on the side, take some electives. Mm. Or you or you make the braver move 
and I'm all for people being brave. Yes. And you transfer into a different degree. Yeah. And you go and do what you want to do. Yeah. Or something that's going to help you further on down the track. Yeah. And you've already learnt quite a lot in the area you've learned. Yes, absolutely. And you know that it's not getting you up in the morning. No, but I was always hoping that because I found uni teaches you how to learn and how to think, mm-hmm. but not what really you're supposed to be doing in the workplace. And I think mm-hmm. I was always hoping that in the workplace I would find more fulfillment. Yeah. For for this sort of lifestyle. Depends on the job. Yeah. And that depends on who you work for. Yes. The leader leadership in jobs is very important. Yeah. I think in any any job. Um, but I, yeah, so I think you, that's the funny thing is because you were saying that you are lost and that you don't know what you want, but actually you do know what you want. You do know what you want. You're just scared. Yeah. I'm afraid of it. Absolutely. Why would, yeah, I, I sort of understand that, but, but the fear, where's the fear going to take you? If you're coming from the fear, that's just taking you in the wrong direction. Yeah. It's not helping. Yeah. You've got to shut those voices off. We've yeah. all got that negative person in our head. Yeah. I, I've actually walked down the street and told her to shut the fuck up yeah. one day. <laughs> and I thought, oh, even though people think I'm probably insane because I'm talking to myself in public. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought, that's good. I've, I've realized that it's yeah. talking shit yeah. and I've re- learned to shut it off. Yeah, just need it, yeah, turn just it off. Because... It, no, it doesn't add value. Yeah. It doesn't add value. Yeah. So you just got to go, I hear what you're saying, but I'm not interested. Talk to someone else. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. just leave me because I, I'm on the positive side. Yeah. And there's all sorts of things that I can do. You know, as long as, as, long as you finish a degree, you'll always be able to get a job Somewhere at else. something. Yeah. I mean, you can get a job without a degree, don't get me wrong, yeah. but it will give you more of a more opportunities yeah. it'll give you more opportunities um but have a look at um have a look at some other options but start writing yeah just start writing like people say to me you should write a book i'm, I'm too straight to the point you might have noticed yeah, yeah. <laughs> i, I would it be a short story though oh, a yeah. series of short stories yeah uh, but maybe it could be. But mm-hmm. then I've worked out I'm better at talking. <laughs> and I prefer to have conversations. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I mean, but if you're a writer and if you, you think that's what um, excites you mm. and you're obviously somebody who's um, looked at the world, mm. you know, and can see what's happening. So you have that bigger picture view, yeah. which is really good. That's essential. So you've been able to take yourself out of it and see how it affects other people. Yeah. So that's that's really important. You can then bring that into your stories. Yeah. Yeah, and I think maybe the best thing for me right now is maybe just putting university on pause for a little bit mm-hmm. to just focus focus on that and focus on enjoying things again and just... Yeah, yeah and, and giving yourself some time to work out who you are and what you want. Yeah. I think that's fine. Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, what does it really matter if I take 10 weeks off now and add 10 weeks on on the other end? That doesn't matter at all. Right. It makes no difference. And yeah. if, you, and if, you, if you're if you really feeling like you need that, then do it. Because, you know, you've got to be able to 
trust yourself. You've got to be able to trust your own judgment. Because yeah. if you can't trust your own judgment, you're in hell in a way, right? Yeah. You've got to be able to make those decisions and know you're making the right decision. Yeah. And, but also, or be willing to live with the consequences. It's your life. The courage to follow plan A than just yes. surviving plan B, I suppose. Yes. Yeah. Because if you're just surviving plan B, that's not... You know, at least you could have at least gone, well, I tried plan A and it didn't work, so I'm going to survive B. Yeah. But if you're surviving B without even trying A, yeah. you're just selling yourself short. You're yeah. just selling your life short. You're just sort of giving up before you have a go. Yeah. You know, like, have a go. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Remember you're Aussie, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and why do we punch above our weight? Because we have a go. Yeah. And just do it. And yeah. I think you make a great writer. Thanks for sure. <laughs> that, that, no, that's very inspiring. We might come back. We're going to leave the podcast now, yeah. but we might come back to you in a couple of months yeah. and you can tell us what you're writing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Okay.